Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Let's get a jump on that executive functioning. So I keep track of when parents reach out to ask me if I could work with their youth. In addition to tracking when the parent calls, I also write down the why. Why they are calling. I've done this for years with no real design or expectation of how I would use this information, but just sort of out of a curiosity. You may not be surprised by what I have found through the years. The majority of the calls that I get from parents asking if I can work with their children is during the school year. With the top months of these calls being October, November, January, February, and March. What I gather from this, and you may as well, is two main things. Parents worry most about their kids during the school year. And not just any time during the school year, but once the wheels sort of have fallen off in terms of academic performance. That seems to be usually when most parents make the call. Not all, but most. And the second conclusion I make is that most youth are more stressed during the school year. You know, once that uh, new school year smell is faded away in the summer, is not yet within view. The summer isn't just around the corner. Now, the other thing I keep track of is the presenting issue or issues that the parent brings up. Usually some form of, we would like to see less of this behavior and or we need to see more of this particular behavior. And the number one topic parents want to address during those fall and spring months, is some version of help with their child's executive functioning. Many parents use that term, executive functioning. But some say things like, you know, they, they need help, um, their child needs help with staying focused, staying motivated to go to school, motivation to do their homework. My child needs to be more organized. He or she needs to regulate their mood better. So on. By the way, all those other issues that I just listed fall under executive functioning. This summer has been the first summer that I've received a few calls from parents wanting to get their child support with executive functioning, which is great because for every other summer, the number has been zero. Zero calls from parents wanting me to help their child with executive functioning. To point out this focus on executive functioning, the number one downloaded episode of this podcast, other than the ones with Coach Mo, was the episode on executive functioning. By far the most popular. Okay, so where am I going with all this? It's it's obvious that executive functioning is something that parents are really focused on. But it appears the vast majority of parents focus on executive functioning During the school year. 
and there just isn't much focus on executive functioning over the summer. Which I think can be attributed, at least in part, to the fact that we as a culture have incorrectly assigned or, or attached executive functioning to going to school, paying attention in class, to doing homework. I would like to inform you, executive functioning is not limited to academics. It's not. It's not limited to the months of the school year. The great thing, the cool thing about this realization, if you believe it, is that you can get a jump start on executive functioning now. Today, July 2020, you can get a jump start in your home on these executive functions that so many parents will care so much about in like three to six months. So if you didn't listen to that episode on executive functioning months ago, That's fine. Let's do a quick breakdown of what the executive functions are. You can find many, many lists of executive functions, but here is the list that I use. The executive functions are, number one, activation. This includes organizing, prioritizing, and starting work. Fancy way to say that, task initiation. The second executive function is focus. Which includes, yeah, focusing on things. And especially on things that you don't find all that interesting. It includes sustaining focus, ability to shift your focus, shift your attention based off of what the task asks for. Next, number three, effort. Which is all about regulating alertness, sustaining that effort, sustaining a speed that is needed to make progress or complete the task at hand. Number four, memory. Utilizing working memory and short-term recall. Number five, emotion. This one is about regulating your emotions, managing frustrations. And finally, number six, monitor and regulate actions. So you can think of number six as actions. Monitoring them and regulating them. Which is to say, having self-control over your actions, over your behavior. The term executive functioning, in my opinion, is a real fancy way of saying self-discipline. When working with youth, I usually talk about self-discipline. But for the sake of using the phrasing of the episode title, I will continue to use the term executive functioning. Okay. It is my opinion that our youth need to be working on one or more of these executive functioning skills during the summer months. To make this point, I like to use the analogy of the off-season for an athlete. So think about it. When does an athlete make their greatest, make their most significant improvements to their games, to their skills, abilities, whatever you want to call it? It's during the off-season. The season is where you demonstrate your skills. The off-season is where you develop your skills. And in the same way, it is my belief, which is a strong one, that the school year is where you demonstrate your executive functions. And it is the summer 
where you develop your executive functions. So think about it. Think about the process of an athlete. After the season is over, the athlete reflects on the season, identifies the parts of their game where they need to improve. And after this appraisal, that's when they go to work to catch up to or surpass the competition. I've seen it through the years that most families have a reactionary relationship with executive functioning. And what I wish so many parents knew is that if you made executive functioning somewhat of a focus over the summer, the school year would go so much better. We cannot expect our youth to spend their summers not practicing any of those executive functions and then just turn them on. Once school rolls around, we cannot expect our youth to flip some sort of executive functioning switch. That switch does not exist. Aristotle, what are your thoughts on the matter? Remember what Aristotle said? We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. But I think we can take those words and say, we are what we repeatedly do. Executive functioning, then, is not an act, but a habit. Our youth need to get in the habit of self-discipline. Oops. Oops. I mean, developing executive functioning skills. And there's still time. What is it, mid-July? Let's help our youth get into the habit of executive functioning. Now, we don't need to overwhelm them with too much of it. Because, yeah, summer should be a more relaxed time of the year for our youth. But we make the mistake of going from the high-stress, high-structure of the school year to the opposite, to a no-stress, no-structure summer. And what most parents think is that they are doing their children a favor. Is my opinion that they're not. We don't have to turn the structure all the way off. Let's turn it down a bit. But I imagine, for many of you listening, it may be time to turn up the structure a bit in order to prepare your kids for the upcoming school year, whatever that might look like. Now, to narrow down the action a bit, To avoid the paralysis by analysis, think about which of those six executive functions your child struggles with the most. Again, the six are activation, focus, effort, memory, emotion, and behavior. Which of those does your child struggle the most with during the school year? And once you've figured that out, then you can figure out an expectation, a behavior, a goal, a plan of action that will help to improve the executive functioning skill that looks a little deficient during the school year. For example, if your child struggles with organization during the school year, have them organize something over the summer. Organize their closet. Organize their video games. Organize the garage. Or organize a family night, a game night. If your child struggles with focus, 
make sure that they have one thing in their day during the summer that requires focus. Focusing on something that is not on a screen. Because so much of that screen focus comes easy for our youth. Because it's highly pleasurable. Not just for our youth, but for people. Most of our youth who, who, who enjoy screens don't need to be reminded to focus more on Call of Duty. That'd be sort of like, a, you know what I need? You know what I need? I really need you to focus on this next bite of ice cream, okay? Our youth might be like, yeah, I got it. I can do this. Okay. If your child struggles with planning, have them plan something. Have them build something. Print off the plans. Create the plans for, it doesn't really matter, a birdhouse, a doghouse, a dollhouse, a househouse. Just make it. If your child makes one of those things, one of those houses over the summer, they will not just have to plan, but they'll have to use and strengthen all of those executive functions. What else? Okay, if your child struggles with memory during the school year, have them be in charge of remembering the things they currently are being reminded of by you, most likely. Step aside so they can step up. Uh, here's another thing I was thinking about the other day. If you remember everything for your child when they forget, or if you take action every time they forget or refuse to take action, and you do this in order to fix the situation, to fix the problem, your child does not have an executive functioning issue. They are actually utilizing a wonderful, an absolutely fantastic situation. Think about it. It's an ideal setup. They have a personal assistant who will also jump in and save the day if they forget to or don't want to do something. How can we expect our youth to develop executive functioning skills when they know, they know their parents will take care of it for them? We should not, we cannot expect them to dislike and then fire their personal assistants. A PA they don't pay, by the way. And when I was thinking about it, I thought, I had the thought, I would love to have a personal assistant. Love it. Someone who tells me at the end of the night what the upcoming day is going to look like. You know, it like breaks down my schedule. It's, you know, it's going to be a little busy in the morning, and then things will lighten up, and then you have that thing. That would be amazing. Someone who calls me to wake me up and keeps calling if I don't answer. And then once I'm up, they, they, they pick me up from my house and chauffeur me to wherever I need to be. All the while, monitoring the clock, making sure that I arrive on time, maybe five minutes early. And not just five minutes early, but that I arrive fully prepared. Yeah. Why would I mess with that sweet setup? I would not. And your kids won't either. Until you retire. At least, in part, you retire from one of these specific executive functioning skills. This is not done in a malicious way or manipulative way. It is, again, 
stepping aside so they can step up and develop one of these skills that they need so much to be successful in not just school, but in any aspect of life. So think about it. What's something that you could do to step aside, to retire from being that full-time personal assistant, the personal concierge? Or I guess we could say retire from being their surrogate executive functioning. I think that so much of the role that parents play, that surrogate executive functioning. And a, a big and here. Here's one of the best parts about addressing executive functioning over the summer. You can reframe the effort as being fun or sort of fun. It's, a, it's an activity. It's a challenge. It's something to do. Working on your executive functioning during the school year feels like work. Hard, hard, miserable, back-breaking work for our students because it's associated with school. Now, this isn't the same for every kid. I'm talking about the majority of students and how they look at these executive functions. Because, unfortunately, anything that gets attached to school for many of our youth gets looked at and experienced by them through the lens of negativity. Something they don't like to do. Something they have to do. There is a strong argument to be made, and one that I'm going to make, that a focus on executive functioning during the summer can be way more effective than focusing on it and addressing it during the school year. Consider a preventative effort. We're always intervening. Consider it being responsive instead of always being reactive. To make this point and close this episode, check this out. There was this great study done on executive functioning that showed that procrastinators are more likely to complete a piece of work if they're told that it's not actually work. In the study, these students were asked to complete a puzzle. But before they did that, they were given some time to play Tetris. Remember Tetris? A fantastic game. Okay, so get this. Chronic procrastinators only delayed getting started on the puzzle when it was described as a cognitive evaluation. But when the scientists described the puzzle as a game, they were just as likely to get started and stay focused on the puzzle as anybody else. So there it is. I hope that makes sense. Let's make addressing executive functioning more like a game that our youth get to play and less like a cognitive evaluation that's going to be conducted this summer. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.